in-depth, investigative. This is KXAN News Today. Texas lawmakers still have work to do. They are not going home. They adjourned from the legislative session for almost three hours right before Governor Greg Abbott called them back to the Capitol to get back to work. Good morning, everyone. I'm Sally Hernandez. And I'm Tom Miller. Abbott calling for a special session. He wants lawmakers to focus on bills that cut property taxes and beef up border security. Many bills failed to make it through that initial session, and those could get another chance. So if you have a bill, one of these bills targeting Austin, that you can somehow wrap into the governor's agenda, then you might have another chance. Governor Abbott says several special sessions will be required because, quote, many critical items remain that must be passed. Let's turn to our weather now and a sunny day expected on this Tuesday. We have meteorologist Sean Kelly in the house for us looking at what we can expect today. Yeah, good morning. We had a pretty uh, great weekend here for most of us. It was a little bit rainy out in the hill country yesterday. Some areas even picking up upwards of one to two inches of rain with even some localized flooding. Not for us here in Austin. We started off a little bit gray yesterday morning. We had a few sprinkles. We had a few light rain showers out there that amounted up to a few hundredths of an inch, but that was it. The rest of the day was really nice, a little bit muggy and cloudy, but we'll take it. And today will be even nicer. No rain in the forecast other than a spot shower, but it's a less than a 10% chance of rain. We're starting off your morning 70 degrees out there. It's 62 in San Saba, 64 in Marble Falls. Good morning to you. Metro temperatures right now into the 60s and 70s as well. 62 down in the Buda area warmer temperatures further out towards the east round top at 70 degrees. The muggy meter here showing you the same thing. The humidity is going absolutely nowhere. Unfortunately, we are stuck with that. But hey, at least there's no chance of rain for us. A great day to be outside soaking up some sunshine. If you have any opportunity to do so, we'll see a high temperature closing in close to 90 degrees. We're starting to heat things up here over the next few days, a quiet stretch of weather, but that changes late Friday. And then especially as we head into the weekend, models looking even rainier now. We'll talk about more of that coming up. Well, the race is on for congressional leaders to secure the votes to pass a bipartisan compromise on the debt ceiling. President Biden and House Speaker McCarthy coming to an agreement over the weekend. Coming up next on the Today Show, inside the deal that would avert a catastrophic debt default with just a week to go before the June 5th deadline. We now know the state Senate will hold the impeachment trial against Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton no later than August 28th. Twelve House members are appointed as investigation managers and our Monica Madden explains what's next. This marked the first step in starting what will be the impeachment trial of Attorney General Ken Paxton in the Senate. Earlier today, Chairman Andrew Murr announced the Board of Managers, which will be overseeing the impeachment trial in the Senate. Now, we know that the senators will act as a jury, and this board will basically oversee the process of that trial. Chairman Murr said that the Senate will set the rules for how this trial will operate and will be responsible for the timeline of when it begins. Chairman Murr said this bipartisan Board of Managers managers understands the gravity of what they are dealing with and will be focused on the evidence of this case and nothing else. This is about facts and this is about evidence and at the end of the day my colleagues and I will not stand for public corruption and that's 
why we're proceeding to a trial in the Texas Senate. Now, I asked the chairman if they will be overseeing the rules of how this trial operates and specifically about one of the jurors, which is Ken Paxton's spouse, Senator Angela Paxton. He said that that will be up to the Senate to create those rules and did not comment on whether or not he thinks she should serve as one of the jurors in the impeachment trial of her husband. At the state capitol, Monica Madden, back to you. Thank you, Monica. Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick releasing a statement about this saying it's one, once the Senate drafts rules for the proceeding, then the Senate will announce a timeline of when that trial will begin. Now, dozens of people spent part of their Memorial Day rallying on the steps of a North Texas courthouse, showing their support for A.G. Paxton in his home county. Grassroots conservatives, current and former leaders from nearby cities gathering in McKinney, denouncing his impeachment Saturday as a, quote, unjust and politically motivated attack. Demonstrators were also critical of Collin County House reps who voted to impeach. Also really, really disappointed in our representatives that we just voted for. And so all the ones that are kind of in our area, Frederick Frazier, uh, Matt uh, Shaheen, uh, Jared uh, Patterson, they all voted I to impeach him. And we don't get that, we don't understand that, and, and you know, we're going to have our voice heard. Main message, they stand with Paxton and will continue to show their support. South Austin drivers are going to be dealing with a few months of construction slowdowns. Crews there working on a bridge starting today goes through November. This is William Cannon Drive that's going down to four lanes between Menchaca Road and Woodhue Drive. The work is to shore up the bridge running over the railroad tracks. Crews are going to add new concrete to the retaining wall. This is to better stabilize the sediment under the road. School's out. Summer is finally here. How the work is just getting started for crews tackling persistent AC issues at campuses around Austin. And with school being out, kids may be spending some more time on social media. How this is affecting some of the mental health issues in younger people. Good morning, a live look outside from the Lady Bird Johnson Wildflower Center down there in South Austin. Supposed to have just a gorgeous day here in Central Texas. But I want to tell you about a group of people now expected to be okay this morning after a swarm of bees attacked them. This injured seven people near South Austin Park. It happened yesterday at Richard Moya Park, just south of the Austin Airport. Austin Travis County EMS telling us that the patients were all evaluated. They were all treated at the spot and thankful no, thankfully no one requested to go to the hospital, but obviously a scary situation at Richard Moya Park yesterday. Well, three Austin animal shelters are holding a joint adoption event this week. Yeah, you still have time to adopt. Austin Pets Alive, the Austin Humane Society and the Austin Animal Center hosting a 300 homes adoption campaign. The goal here is to find loving homes for 300 animals in just a week. Adoption fees for most of the available animals, they're going to be waived. This runs through this Sunday, June 4th at the shelters. Look Let's at do that it. face. Look at that. <laughs> so cute. And you know what? As we're transitioning to this hotter weather, we always want to make sure our pets are safe and not outside for too yeah. long in the heat because we're looking at some 90s returning yeah. to the forecast. So. Yeah, it's going to be a hot one. We were dealing with temperatures into the 80s over the past few days, and it wasn't too bad. But now we're seeing a little bit more sunshine. We've got a high-pressure system building in. So you add up all those ingredients, and it's going to start to 
feel more summer-like out there today, especially when you factor in the humidity. And with the sun that we are dealing with today, with the lack of clouds, UV index is very high, so don't forget the sunscreen as well. A live look looking towards downtown, or KXAN TV studio weather camera looking fantastic out there. No mist, no drizzle, no light rain. Yesterday at this time, we did have that. Not seeing that this morning, a quiet start to the day, sitting at 70 degrees. Look at this. No rain chances through the next few hours into the early afternoon as these temperatures climb into the 80s today early in the afternoon, but we'll be approaching 90 degrees for a high temperature. 67 in Cameron, 65 in Rockdale. Good morning to 67 in Burnett. If you're getting ready to head outside, maybe walk the dog. You see we have some clouds out towards the east, clear skies from Austin and central Texas all the way out towards the western part of the state. We'll see these temperatures by lunchtime. Look at this, nearing 87 degrees here in Austin. We'll see a high temperature right around 89 to 90 degrees, and then maybe a degree or two hotter tomorrow with even more sunshine. So I wanted to show you one model here. Still less than a 10% chance of rain, but there could be an isolated shower or two, especially down in Fayette County later on this evening. I just wanted to... Put that on your radar here for later on this evening that there could be one or two quick moving showers, but generally speaking, a dry day today and then even nicer weather tomorrow, we're thinking, with more sunshine. So we've got a nice stretch of weather over the course of the next few days, hot, sunny, but we start to see some transition to a little bit more muggy, a little bit cloudier weather into your Friday with the potential for even a few showers moving in, especially Friday night. Saturday, Sunday, some of the models here showing some more rain for the forecast, some of which could be on the heavy side. Beneficial news, we need the rain. We're talking about one of the drier ends of May that we have seen in many years here as we started off this month pretty optimistic, right? But it looks like we could kick off the month of June ahead of schedule, which would be great. So over the course of the next few days, minimal rain chances be factor in that weekend storm, and it could be a little bit wet, so stay tuned with us for updates. 90 degrees for a high temperature, mainly sunny skies, even more sunshine for the day tomorrow, with those rain chances ramping up into the weekend and into early next week. Average Austinite simply can't afford to buy a house here, uh, which is important to me as a home builder. Um, we can no longer afford to wait. City leaders agree Austin's decades-old land development code needs some work, and dozens of changes have been made to it over the past few years to try to make our city more affordable. But as KXN's Grace Reader explains, Austin employees are overwhelmed trying to implement these changes. Land development code. We get it. It might not sound like the most interesting topic, but you should care. Our complex code drives up housing costs all over Austin. Because it's something UT researchers say is a top solution for making our city more affordable. How can we make um, actually developing in our city um, um, a more feasible option just from reimagining what our land use codes can look like. Austin City Council has passed several amendments to that code, which we've told you about, including making it easier to open a daycare and eliminating parking minimums. There are amendments that seem like they'd be really straightforward, but they're hard. And parking, the parking is one of them. But just because council signs off doesn't mean it's a done deal. This month, council members on the Housing and Planning Committee got an update on where those changes stand. The city says they're short-staffed and have at least 30 code amendment changes they're still working through. 
Roughly a third of those staff haven't started yet. That's why council will come back next month and give a list of priorities. We have to choose if something is just, it's important to us, but we can wait six or nine months for them to pick it up. Meanwhile, more items are expected to be added to that list. Councilmember Tito Vela says he's working on a resolution to change restrictions on building height after the Texas legislature failed to pass a bill to do just that. Grace Reader, KXAN News. Several years ago, City Council overhauled Austin's land development code, but legal challenges prevented this rewrite from happening. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Good morning, all. Down three to nothing in the Western Conference Finals. The Dallas Stars looked a bit like a green dwarf, you know, near the end of their run. But two wins to force a game six, and Eddie Go had them feeling at least like a planetary nebula thing that I just learned a couple minutes ago. Okay, science viewers and now hockey viewers as we get to the highlights as well. They're one win away from being one win away in game six back home on Monday night. Well, first period did not start great. About three and a half minutes in, William Carrier opening the scoring for Vegas, but they've come back a couple times, have the stars. Can they do it again? Well, now down 2 nothing and 3 nothing here. Colasar makes it 3 to zip Vegas. You know, there could be some magic. Well, no, 6 nothing is the final here. They lose a good run for Dallas, but it comes up just short. It'll be Vegas and the Florida Panthers in the Stanley Cup Finals. To baseball, we go Selection Monday yesterday for college baseball. Yeah, Longhorns seem pleased with their draw. I mean, can you blame them? No one seed. That's not great for them, but there are certainly worse places to go just as a person than Miami. Let's get to their regional. Yes, Miami's the host, the one seed. Texas, the two. They're going to open against the three seed, Louisiana, Friday at 1 p.m. in Coral Gables. Maine, the four seed. We'll see how things shake out after that and how they divvy up their pitching rotation with Lucas Gordon. Their ace could possibly go game one, could possibly save him. All right, for Texas, as we said, they wanted the one seed, but the Big 12 tournament was ugly. That likely was the reason they were kept out of a one seed. They were done after two games, a loss to Kansas and a loss to Kansas State. They've had bad stretches before, like when they got swept at home by Oklahoma and bounced back. Dylan Campbell talking to the media today used the word angry to describe how they're going to go into Miami after the Big 12 tournament. That stuck with us and head coach David Pierce. We kind of just have that bad feeling still in our mouth, and um, we're going to go take that take that anger that we had after losing to K-State and uh, just take that into regionals be able to let that fuel us going into the next week. I'm glad he said that because I think our team is much better when we have a little edge about us and when they have something to prove. And sometimes I feel like they are very good at that, and then they drop their guard a little bit, and it's continuous learning lessons. We... You look back at the OU series, it was very frustrating. Then you go into the Friday night game against uh, uh, San Jose State, and that was a blow for them. Uh, you know, and then to bounce back and play the way we did against West Virginia was who I think we can, we can continue to be. Okay, so believe it or not, David Pierce, head coach for Longhorns, never been to Miami. Also, Eric Kennedy, who's from Tampa. Also never been to Miami, so it'll be a first for both of them. Kennedy said he's going to have a number of family members at the game, so that'll be an extra excitement for the Longhorns veteran outfielder. That's it for Morning Sports. We'll send it back to you. Well, a disgraced founder of Theranos, a blood testing company, goes to prison today. Elizabeth Holmes is beginning serving an 11-year sentence in Bryan, Texas. Last year, a jury convicted Holmes of lying to investors about the company's blood testing technology and its financial health. Earlier this month, the federal judge ordered her to pay $452 million in restitution to the victims of her crime. 
With school out, many kids may be spending more time on social media, but there is a warning. The U.S. Surgeon General says social media adding to the mental health challenges that children, teens, and other young adults are already facing. New numbers showing how many are dying from alcohol, drugs, and suicide. And before we go forward, we do want to remind you, if you or someone you know needs help, please reach out. The National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 988. Now, I sat down with the head of the group behind that new report for a closer look at the disturbing trend. Right, let's begin with the new analysis that you just put forth of the number of young people who are um, experiencing some pretty dark times. At the national level, we have an 11% increase in those deaths uh, in 2021, which is the latest available data. Breaking out the numbers a bit, the alcohol uh, death rate increase was 10%. The drug overdose increased 14% and the suicide increased 4%. And as you mentioned, there's particularly alarming numbers in the in terms of youth suicide. Over the last decade, that number is up just a startling 71%. I know you also looked at state by state. How, how do we compare here in Texas? How are we doing when it comes to helping those who are in need of help? Yeah. Um, you know, the numbers say that more needs to be done uh, for in 2021, which is the latest available data, over 12,000 Texans uh, lost their lives to either substance abuse or suicide, um, largely driven by drug overdose. Drug overdose were up 19%. So uh, doubling down on, on harm reduction programs would be something the state could look at. That takes money. Where is that money going to come from? Do, is it from private donors? Is it from where do we get that money to to make sure that those services are available? Yeah, I mean, it's an investment that we think government needs to make because treating people um, for alcohol and drug abuse and preventing suicide, you, you can spend it now or you can spend it later. We believe in, in in spending on prevention and so we can save money and save lives down the road. Um, but it's a it's a all of society effort. Government has a role to play, but schools also have a role to play. Families have a role to play. Employers have a role to play. So it's it's going to take a multi sector effort. It is a uh, an eye opening, oftentimes disturbing study that you just talked about, but a very important topic and discussion to have. So thank you so much for doing that with us today. Thanks for joining KXAN News today. You can also listen to KXAN News Nightly every weekday after 5.30 p.m. for in-depth coverage on what matters most to you.